All right, y'all, it's spring, and you know what that means. It's time to start planning our summer festival traveling. Yep, it's time to get into my Airbnb bag cross-country, a.k.a. uh, time to visit my homes all across the country. And you know what I never think about? Why not list my own spot on Airbnb and host some folks at my house? I mean, my house is cute. Yes, let's make money while we're spending money. Just trying to help you out, man, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Course Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Fonte, Fontigolo. This week's QLS Classic is with none other than my homegirl, my friend, singer-songwriter Marsha Ambrosius. She stopped by. We talked about everything from working with Michael Jackson, writing Butterflies, Dr. Dre, Floetry, and most importantly, how we've been pronouncing her name wrong and fucking it up for all these years. This episode was from January 9, 2019, and this is this week's QLS Classic. It was an incredible time, and we hope you enjoy it. Catch y'all next week. All right? Peace. What an Here we go. <laughs> Suprema, su, su, Suprema Roll Call. Suprema, su, su, Suprema Roll Call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Chameleon. Yeah. Karma, karma, karma. Yeah. I'm sorry, Jen. Yeah. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Suprema. Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. My name is Fonte. Yeah. And I would listen to Floetry. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. yeah, when I was doing my poetry. Roll call. <laughs> Suprema. I've seen it. Outside the Suprema roll call. Suprema. Suprema roll call. My name is Sugar. Yeah. I'm no John Mayer. Yeah. So she cheated on me. Yeah. With John Mayer. <laughs> Suprema. Suprema. You thought Suprema. I was going to say Suprema. Suprema. Yeah, we got the reference. Suprema roll call. I'm paid bill. Yeah. I hope you're hearing. Yeah, I wish you could see. Yeah, Laia's earrings. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh my God! Suprema, I'm seeing it right now. Suprema, welcome. It's been ten years since. Yeah, Boss Bill was in England. Yeah, had a real chill time. Yeah, my idea of fun. Roll call, Suprema. I say I get up. Suprema, roll call. Suprema, Suprema, roll call. It's Laia. Yeah. And Marsha, yes. Yeah. Balls like a beast. Yeah. And she sings the best. Roll call, Suprema. Su- 
Shy, yeah. and I'm on this mic. Yeah. I'm with my husband. Yeah. I'm so hyped. Roll call, <laughs> Suprema, Suprema, roll call, Suprema, Suprema, roll call, Suprema, Suprema, roll call, Suprema, Suprema, roll call. Poetry. 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 Wait, wins. Time out. And I sound like Mary Poppins. I'm Bay Bill. What? You might have. Everyone bodied their verse. Fuck y'all, man. Wait. Yeah, the, yeah I didn't know. Shout out said to it. my godmother, Deanna Williams, who gave me these earrings. Shout out to the ripped lady. jeans hanging from yeah, my ears. Yeah, yeah. I thought you had a scarf on. They repurposed some parasucos. <laughs> <laughs> I believe these came from the Sable Collective. Shout out to Sarita Scott. I'm just saying. Y'all don't know Sarita style. Scott, Sarita Scott. Sarita Those, Scott. Duafe, okay. Those are some fucked up earrings. Edit. Yo. <laughs> All right, we're back. I'm so happy about everything. Poetry. Well, I'm so happy to be back. Straight up poetry. And it's all right. Oh, oh man. My stomach hurts. My side hurts. I know. I don't even want to do the show. Um, yeah, I'm your host, Quest Love, and we're with Team Supreme, and there's uh, Unpaid Bill. Yeah. You're back. I'm back. Thank you. Finally. I was on it, my walkabout. Glad to have you back. We <laughs> missed you. It's been a while. That plane to L.A. I did. <laughs> I did. Like were you three weeks? Hooking up your bathroom as well, or no? I, I am renovating the basement. There's no matte finish or uh, waterless heater. Waterless to, to wa- tankless, tankless, tankless water heater. Tankless water heater. Yeah. But there are some walls. You and, probably got some cool job shit going on, Bill, that you try to make jokes, but you probably got some real cool shit going on while you missed us, right? Uh, yeah. I know. Uh, Sesame Street was filming season 50. Wow. wow. Yes. So 50 years of Sesame Street. 50 years of Sesame oh, Street. That's crazy. Am, am I I'd allowed like to, to s- say anything about that, or do I just wait until it happens? Or I think you should say something. I okay. Think, well, well sure. I'd, I'd, I'd like to thank you for finally, it's been a lifelong, more than soul trained in, to come on Sesame Street. Wow. Glad I could help. Word. So you, so you actually on? You made it on. I'm, I'm battling Grover. The first yes. time. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It's quite amazing, man. All right, Marsh. And next. it's weird because, like, when you get in front of the Muppets, you start talking to the Muppets like they're real people. <laughs> also, Amir was like legit flustered on the set. It was pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> yo. Like, he usually can't stop talking. He was like, uh huh, uh huh. It was, it was like, he's like, I'm just gonna play the drums because I don't know how to talk. Because uh-huh. like, even, even when they yell cut. Grover's still talking to me. Wow. So do you do Jimmy Fallon everything? Well, you know, well, you know, I have a sketch on that. And then like you realize 40 seconds later. You're talking that, to a band's head. Talking to a, <laughs> a piece of felt. Having a, having a whole conversation. Yeah, I was thinking getting off analytical with everything about my creative process. And yeah. then I was like, wait a minute. Grover, anyway. gets, Grover gets to the heart of the matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sugar Steve, how, how how's it going? Welcome to your show. <laughs> yeah. Well, how's, how's your, your show? Going? Um, I, didn't, I have a whole network actually. Yeah. How's your network doing? Steve? Network is blossoming. Really? And, yeah. That's we're thriving. Great. That's great. Thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> like Boston. Are you are you happy as of late? Or yeah, I'm I'm good. I haven't been getting. And again, this is not a pun. I haven't been getting any headaches lately. So Word up. Amen. Oh. Amen to that. Well, Poetry's first time. Because we you listen to, to music. <laughs> Poetry pun. I just I smoked weed. <laughs> we know. We know. We know. We know, we know, we know, know Marge. 
Don't bring up old stuff. You're a mother now. She's a mother and a wife now. Oh. Fontigolo? I'm good, man. I'm, cool? I'm glad Marsha's here, man. I've been wanting to do this for a long time. Yes. yes. We, we, yeah, we want that. So, we'll ladies and gentlemen, our, our guest today, uh, she made her mark in the music world as uh, one half of the pioneering neo-soul outfit entitled Floetry. Um, her reputation as a songwriter... I'll say, uh, grew after the creation of what many, including myself, would probably say. Okay, how how big of a hyperbolic moment can I make this? You're pretty good at this. I I personally think that Butterflies is maybe oh. one of Michael Jackson's finest vocal performances in the last ten years of his life. Yeah. Without without By question, far. without yeah. without a doubt, yeah. it's actually enunciating. Yeah, and not gr- gritting. I'll, I'll ask you, how did you not get I into did that? Thank yell you. at the. I did that. Yeah. Nah. So there's a take where he just. Ah. You know what? We'll, we'll get into I'll, it. I'll get, we'll get to that. Let me ask you say your name first. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, we'll be the end go. of the show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So she uh, collabed with uh, all of our favorites: uh, Nas, Slum Village, uh, Busta Rhymes, The Game, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Common. Oh, of course, Dr. Yeah. Dre, Wale, Kanye, Robert Glasser, Kendra Ron, everybody. Everybody. Uh, she has three albums to her credits, of course, uh, Late Nights, Early Mornings. Uh, the very strong Friends and Lovers. Very, <laughs> very strong. Very extremely strong Friends and Lovers. Mm-hmm. Her husband's in the room right now. <laughs> he knows all the stories Hi- before I met you. Highly him. respectful. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the, the the latest being uh, Nyla, which is not for New York, L.A. <laughs> it's it not is, about you being bi-coastal. It or is bring the kind together, of. Right? It is. Yeah, but I would like to think that it's also named after your... My daughter, daughter, who is also Nyla. named after the journey. LA. So she's, 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 yeah. right. my, my husband was born in LA right. and raised in Buffalo, New York, so NY, LA. Okay. And that's our tour schedule. I, 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 <laughs> I actually, I literally, I thought that you wanted to r- correct a 35-year wrong in which another famous person from the UK mm-hmm. uh, once had her version of Coast to Coast only being uh-huh. LA to Chicago. Oh, yeah. oh, well, you know what? <laughs> I still laughed about that. Even in school, I was like, geography, this is amazing because it's not coast to coast. But I love it. She's my fave. But it, and she like, allowed me to cover Strong in the Pride, too. So right, exactly. Oh, wow. that. exactly. That's, that's crazy. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, but, coast to coast, well, way to Chicago. Let me see. Like, you haven't said her name yet. Let me yet. say her name. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, straight, straight out of Liverpool. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up? <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be like old times. It's not even, you know. So now I'm thinking no coast intended. to coast, L.A. to Chicago, Western Maine. Is that the lyric? Yeah, Western, Western. Maine, right? Western Lane? Uh, mm. Now on. we're I'm absolutely Google. unclear. All that's, of y'all? Uh, this, I don't know. Yeah, no. uh, L.A. to Chicago to Maine. What route is that? Yeah, that's a, that's like a Bermuda no. Triangle South with it. Co- <laughs> South Dakota, L, South to, to Key Largo. Key Largo. Okay. Google is saying it's she's Western just, Maine. She just wanted to express the world. Wasn't about a coast to coast thing. It was uh, we're lyrically going to infuse places. Okay, right, word up, Shade. You, you do what States. you want when you popping. <laughs> 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 do you guys realize that there's three versions of that song in rotation? Smooth operator. Really? When you buy the single version, it's. it's I inquired this to Stewart. They did. They did like 
Uh, Stuart, uh, what's his last name? Matthewman. Matthewman. Uh, I was about to say uh, Jamaica Stuart. Zender. Zender, yeah. right. Um, yeah, they, they did like five takes of it. But oh, wow. the version on the album of Sade is like night and day. I don't know why I didn't notice it earlier. Like I thought it was just a regular smooth operator that we've always known. But if you compare the album version it's different. to the single version that's on radio and whatnot, it's night and day. Like, no. the, yeah. It's now her I vocal listen. performance, everything. So the things you learn on Quest Love Supreme. Yeah, yes, right? exactly. The more you know. But is she saying Western Maine? <laughs> yeah. Western male? Google I think was wrong on this one. It says Western male, M A L E. Oh, yeah, no, that can't be right. Oh, wait. That's, context? That's, oh, she, yeah, she, it could have been, hmm. Mm-mm. Let's just spend the whole episode trying to <laughs> figure out Sade Lyric. Someone have her on speed dial. I was going to say, I was going to say, who's got her on speed dial? And say, you know what, what wait, do you guys are you talking like, about? Anyone know Drake? I know. Fonte? I don't, not no more. <laughs> oh, that's the old number? Oh, man, that number was, <laughs> it was like eight eight numbers ago. Yeah, burner phone. Yeah, he, he done threw his wire phone away. <laughs> so, how you doing, Mars? I'm great. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Wait, that's the, I did not know that you were born in Liverpool. Yes. I thought you were just straight up London. No, born in Liverpool, and we moved when I was about five years old. So, I only really went to school in London and went back for every holiday so i guess how your semesters work it would be what easter break summer so when you when you think of home it's liverpool i think of a place where there's really i was thinking of sherelle Oh, everything I'm missing home. Um, nah, no, not not never, not really. I think of Liverpool, but I do reference London because that was the you know trying times. It was parents separating. It was okay. I'm gonna play basketball. I'm gonna do music. I'm gonna do everything to keep myself occupied, and then go back to Liverpool. How old were you when your parents separated? Like six. Oh wow, super early. So that picture yeah. on the cover of Ni- of Nyla, that's. That's I'm about eight there. Okay. Yeah, seven or eight. So it was my dad's bass in the background with his giant amplifier that I used to just switch on and off in the middle of the night so you can hear that. Yeah. <laughs> like, go back to sleep. So that was my that was my upbringing. Your father was a musician? Yeah, he was in a 70s band called Supercharge, signed to Virgin Records back in the day. And if you Google oh, that... Why do I not the, know this? Uh, um... Well, if you do find the, the, the YouTube footage of said things, he's doing the robot in 1976 <laughs> on live television in Australia somewhere. Really? And there's footage of this. It's <clears throat> incredible. I can't wait to find this <laughs> footage. My I will send really you the right links now. if you can't, but <laughs> it's it's definitely Googleable. And um, just being brought up in a household where music was everything. My mother has more vinyl than you. She does. Like oh, legit, wow. like Challenge. it's not even like oh my mom's got no she does like where she keeps which is crazy. Does... Um, we have like a storage unit. So my uncle has some, and she has some in the house. Is mom still like, in Liverpool? She's yeah, still back home. She's in Liverpool. She was just a vinyl lover, or yeah, just... like from. Did she ever own pirate radio station over there? <laughs> no, but that was very popular in the UK, and she could. She may as well have done at that point. But I remember at. Um, you know, that pivotal point when you realize what music actually is. And for me, that turning point was Purple Rain. Okay. Purple Rain and Off the Wall did it for me personally, where I was like, you know, I, I know what makes me feel really, really happy. And it was I Can't Help It. And it was Take Me With You, the drum intro in the beginning, and Computer Blue, that outro. 
And those really? records were just as big over there as they were yeah. in the States. Oh, absolutely. Even yeah. though he didn't tour and... Um, yeah, it wasn't 86. really about that. Yeah, like, I didn't see Prince uh, live until my latter years. Oh, okay. Thankfully, I did, but... Were you allowed to watch Purple Rain? No, but okay. we did. Um, <laughs> but we did yeah, same anyway. Same like same my, I, I realized that I watched, what was it? The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing oh, wow. when I was like five. Wow. Who does that? But I loved it. When the spider, the head gets detached and it's great. I was a horror movie <laughs> junkie. Like the house on the cover of the Nile album, that had to be haunted. It was definitely, we were living in a very haunted crib. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it had to be. Yeesh. Are are you the only? Do you have any siblings? Yeah, my brother and my dad remarried, so I have a little sister now. But that was way late, so it was me and my brother growing up. Are they musically inclined as well? Or? Yeah, my brother writes. He um, plays instruments, but um, we were torn in this very very crazy place between basketball and music, and it wasn't Both of until you? Mm-hmm. my dad was also a ball player and a coach, so it was every weekend go to the outdoor court ball out we were both division one both played for england two i was really two three over there and then i realized that i was serious it's weird because i think that anybody in the uk is just all about football and really thumbs thumbs their nose up at american no um it was a lot bigger than i guess you would think basketball over in the uk when did you start playing ball as soon as i could touch a ball really yeah, my dad had me and my brother playing like from early. So once I got incredible, if I must say so, <laughs> I had um, a scholarship. Dope? Yeah, I, had sc- I was actually going to play for Georgia Tech. And wow. my friend was playing basketball in New Jersey. Um, and it's crazy how life works. He actually had a demo of a performance that I did at Jazz Cafe in the UK and played it for like some promoter in Philly. I'd say that was Yamin or Tone or something. Mm-hmm. It was and Yamin. That's how I, probably Yamin. And that's how I got to Philadelphia by ways of the guy that was going to get me to play basketball at their high school. And then we were all going to go to Georgia Tech. But I tore ligaments. And Yamin ruined your chances. Ruined your best <laughs> well, Yamin didn't. It, I tore ligaments two years prior to that happening. And then this friend that still played ball had my demo played it for for Yamin and then I was already in Atlanta doing Ying Yang Cafe open mics Yin and stuff. Yang, rest in peace. Yeah, I know RIP right. to the Ying Yang. Are they closed down? I'm sure. Yeah. I mean I'm just guessing. Apache that Cafe, was like yeah, they don't have nights oh, like that. Yeah. No. It's like Black Lily. No like no yeah. oh like funk so, yeah, that's a real RIP. Yeah. Black yeah, Lily. Black Lily. For yeah. real. But yeah. Those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> just like old times. So you were what Position? Did you were you a forward, a, a guard? Two, two and three. Really? Shooting guard forward. Power. Oh, I'm a musician, so I don't know shit about basketball. Oh, oh yeah. that's what I should have <laughs> said. Like, when you said two and three, I was like, two okay, this point. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was balling, balling until I I tore ligaments, and then it was like Plan B had to be music. So I watched um, Michael Jordan's "Come Fly with Me" every day. <laughs> wow. On VHS, like, my aunt is yeah, it, and I was like. Come fly with me because I couldn't walk. So I, I used wrote to beg my mom to rent that from the video store. She never would. She never would. I still have oh, not no. seen it to the day. Yeah, to the what day. Is, what awesome. was Come Fly With Me? It was like a Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, was, I haven't yeah. seen it for ages, but I literally watched it It was every like day. the streets is watching of like 80. Of, yeah, of ball, whatever the hell, but yeah. of Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and wait, wait. Can I skip a little bit? Because te- technically, 
Were you guys under Hidden Beach at all, or were you just straight up no, epic? No, it was uh, not even epic. So we did a meeting with Hidden Beach, and okay. then it was okay. like, nah. And then we ended up with DreamWorks. Okay, because I don't know if people know that Hidden Beach is kind of sort of Michael Jordan's label. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. He's the money, right? So that was kind of, there was plugs there, because Jill was already there, right, and right. Um, we kind of did the whole you know, she well, moved excited, Steve. Like, oh my God. Was it Steve McKeever? McKeever. McKeever. Yeah, Steve McKeever. So, had the whole house in Malibu, cute touch, and it's very LA. It's very, oh my God, the ocean. No, it, I'm not signing here. Shut like, up. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm also amazed that Steve uh, can miraculously uh, re release. A Jill Scott compilation over and over really? and over. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. When it did, this is 2000, so yeah. yeah Jill Scott co collaborations. Jill oh, Scott, yeah, he like did duets. He sure did. Duet, yeah, he I did. mean, we're past that. I mean, like, this is literally like Live. the same thing over, over and yeah. over. It's like the sixth version of the same. If it's not that, it's, it's Mike, the, the flute player, right? Or is it, yeah, or, Mike or Unwrapped. The, oh, yeah, the Mike unwrapped. Phillips. Also. <laughs> That's my so worst yeah. nightmare. Unwrapped, yeah, the roots unwrapped. <laughs> next boom, didn't that happen? Well, it didn't happen. It happened when you got me, didn't it? Yeah, I've, I, the the intro that you got me was us making fun of unwrapped, and we we decided just to keep it on there for shits and giggles. But yeah, James Poyser is notoriously uh, obsessed with taking. Songs that sound good and putting them in like major chords, oh, okay. so they sound like it's it's uh, Bing Crosby. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we. No, I met James Poyser before I met any of you guys in the UK before I even came yeah. to to the states. Him and uh, Shay Pope together really? in like ninety eight, ninety nine. Shay Pope. Yeah, and AKA James Poyser. Kanye West. Well, yeah. I mean, well, yeah. Yeah. Basically. So it's crazy how life works. And then fast forward, I run into what is Philadelphia at the time, and it's Black Lily and you guys in a band. And so you literally nuts. came to and stayed at Yamin's crib, and then like, no, well, because people, two, different people taking credit too for this era of your life. Yamin's always taking credit. No, that's, I knew Yamin. What is Yamin tone? I mean, I did sleep in his yeah, crib, but right. and then Jeff, okay. like, what was so, Jeff? And then Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is a long. Well, wait, time out. You gotta tell me. Wait, <laughs> they they didn't meet yet. How did you? How did oh, you and Nat yeah. meet? <laughs> so Nat and myself met through basketball in the UK. Okay. So it would be basketball tournaments in South London, and I'd, I guess, played against her older sister, and. I don't know. We just became cool. You go to summer camps and it's, oh, now we go to the same performing arts school. Fast forward to that. And we're teenagers now. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Cool. Our parents knew each other. It was my dad works with your mom in the same building. And we were just cool. Okay. And then was it just like, okay, we got a dream. Do you know what? No. Let's go to America. Absolutely by a very, very... Um, well, incredible accident. I was doing music over there, but in the UK, it's like, it's hit or miss, literally, for black music. So you're only allowed maybe a handful of five people that can be successful at the same time. So I was the up-and-coming writer, producer, that at 16, 17, I'd written Butterflies, but I have Warner Brothers over there telling me that it's not good enough, it's not a good song. 
and I'm just disencouraged like you know what this is not for me I quit music because what I'm hearing in my head is excellence and if you think it's trash then I don't think I can do this back, so back I, up for a second how old did you say you were when you wrote Butterflies 16 17 wow, wow. so I kind of hung up music for a little bit went back to basketball for a couple of seasons fast forward to graduating from performing arts school and I heard that um, Natalie was doing poetry. So I was like, you know what would be dope? I have this song called Fantasize and mm. the poet was on it. Mm. Let me see. I'm a hair. So I hear up, yo, put some poetry to this song. This is the hook. I'm a beatbox the beat. And, you know, come in when you come in. So she wrote her verse and we performed it. And there was poetry. Now, even though you were not of club age uh, at the time, <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you're laughing like, yeah, okay, Amir, wink, yeah. wink. <laughs> well, 18 over there. I was never 21. Oh, okay. So yeah. you were of club age. Um, were you, because all the ideas that the Roots ever had as far as jam sessions were concerned and mm -hmm. all that stuff that we brought to the States, I mean, we literally stole living in London between 93 <laughs> and 96. So yeah. was anything like Iceni or any of those clubs in London, were they <laughs> at, on your radar? No. Not even a little bit. So none, none of like Jazzy B's and Nelly? No, I worked with Jazzy B in his camp for a year or so. Uh, maybe a little less than that. And it was just very much in the studio. You do an R&B song and it'll be great in the moment and it will only go so far. Or it will be sign your life away here, kid. And <laughs> we'll own 90% of this because we gave you the studio time. And it's like. That's not how this works, I'm sure. Right. I went to school for that part, so nah, I'm good. And I was always on that, like, I don't need this for the bread. I want to be creative. So I always kind of created and chucked the deuces when it just didn't feel like it was done for the right reasons. So nobody that was popping at the time in London was of oh, interest to you? Oh, ever gave me an alley-oop? Nah. I mean, it was... Mark Morrison was like, here, son, with me. <laughs> Come on. Return is he out of jail? Is... is he out of jail yet? Do you oh, know yeah, what was big back. over there? I think he went to jail because he was driving without a license. And my mother and instilled that. that fear into me <laughs> that if you drive without a license, you, you go like to jail. Morris. Yeah, you're going to be this guy. And I never did. I, I never believed that. I always felt... Because he did an interview like after he got out of jail or whatever. Mm -hmm. And... I was like, yo, I feel like a lot of this story is embellished. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what was the story over here? Because I remember it being about a license, and I think my mother I, told me that. I, can't so I don't know. It might story. Be I remember we definitely knew it was jail, but I can't remember why. You probably just was... ripped the pillow off the, the yeah, tag like off something. the pillow. <laughs> but let the PR people tell he was a king. license. I'm pretty yeah. sure if you Google it, that was what it was. But wait, do you remember there was a there was a a, a hip hop crew that was like Cookie Crew? No, no, no. I, I got love them to too. Keep on. That was my joint. Right. Wait, damn, you old school rush. No, oh, I'm grown. I'm grown. <laughs> I will admit this. I absolutely damn, now you're going to be quoting uh, We Papa Girls, too. We oh, Papa Girls. Do you know that? What's her name? Um, uh, Buffalo Star. Nina Cherry just yeah, released Cherry. Yeah, yeah, She just well. put out a record. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is good yeah. old times. I know. You don't know Yaz, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, upstairs at Airy Gas. Okay, yeah, this on. is cute. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think you know what show you're on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, okay, yeah, you you're right. You're right. You. The, the we have your DNA. Uh, we have your yeah, social security there. number. I got you. <laughs> this is nerds. No, but there was there was a there was an up up and coming crew that 
obviously, you know, they took their cue from Wu-Tang. It was them on, like, steroids. And they were part, I mean, it was like they were part drum and bass. They were part. Also, the whole Gary and all of that. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, it's, it was a crew. So like, solid crew. So, so solid. solid. There so, yeah. you go. Yeah. That era, I actually got to Philadelphia when that really popped off and took off. Because I was more into the club scene, like going to party to it, not necessarily making it. So I kind of missed the whole wave of let's do a house and garage track. Like when Craig David became the pop version of what was going on because so much of that was going on in the UK but then Craig David came in and smashed it and took it to a whole other level with that but so solid with the authentic you know they were London man's them authentic. that were you know huh? yeah. <laughs> no, I was, didn't, how didn't they, are you from you there? having a seizure no like I was <laughs> didn't they have a, a, a thing with uh, who's the DJ over there uh, uh, oh uh, your boy uh, the white from Master Flex Tim Westwood Tim Westwood the white Masterflex, Tim Westwood Okay. Nah, it's not for real. He Tim is. is definitely the white from Masterplex. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that, yeah, that's a good way to put it. I actually... Pretty much. Well, speaking of being too young to be in the club, I was too young to be at a Biggie show in the UK, but me and my best friend Kay at the time, we definitely Still went. Work. Yeah. So all I'm right. glad I got to see Biggie live. So you were listening Shouldn't to all those guys there. like 279 and yeah. all those? Yeah. Jigs, Choice FM, all yeah. of them. Yeah. Trevor Nelson. Nelson's still doing like a BBC. Yeah. Was Benji B at that time? Was he was he doing it around that time? He was he was Probably. like a well, he was really Giles Peterson's apprentice. Yeah. So when I first met Benji B, like ninety six, ninety seven, he was like, you know, doing answering phones and that oh, sort right. of thing. Like he really started yeah, coming up yet. in ninety nine, like when we started coming up. Okay. Yeah. No, I was only asking because I always wanted to know if so solid was i remember that uh uh westwood got shot yeah which if you get shot in london like tim westwood got shot yeah I remember that i can't remember that i do yeah just, wow <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm not saying it on air did you did, no you no no he, no yeah he got shot like, yeah, I, I, I remember i remember that i remember that I mean, I mean, for guns to even be in London was like, yeah, because they don't. It's almost like Canada to me. Yeah, it's huge. It's so it's, I, it wasn't happening. I just wanted to know how solid was that crew? <laughs> <laughs> they were so solid, <laughs> so solid, the solid crew. No, it was uh, UK loves. But it he was. kept the gangster. He never snitched on who shot him. So you know, anyway. Aw, London. I know. Right? Tim Westwood. <laughs> <laughs> just okay. I it's like Dude. Giles Peterson to me. It's just no, like, he like. I mean, big, but I'm just. Nah, he really is the fresh star Flex, like, wow. Flex was always on his show. If anything, I feel like Flex really nuanced his relationship with Tim Westwood to let the world know, like, hey, I'm worldwide. Wow. Like, yeah, every. He, that's how I know Funkmaster Flex. Like him coming to London, America's own Funkmaster. I was living in London. Okay, because you know that's odd. That's how you know. Okay. Yeah, that's like I, I'm not a New York. I wasn't a New Yorker then, so. I had this crazy manager back then, Danny Gale, his name was. And I was I was a kid at the time. And he was trying to make me do the whole circuit and do all these demos. And I opened for Boys to Men and Beanie Man. Wow. And Think Beanie about Man? that bill. That show? Yeah, that's, wait, that's <laughs> really? the same Beanie show? <laughs> Who closed? Think about wow. that bill. I'm Boys to Men. <laughs> that's awesome. yeah. Who opened? 
Yeah. Well, me. <laughs> me in like a Adidas tracksuit. I have my short Halle Berry Tony Braxton haircut. Oh, relaxed. wow. And, and yeah, it was, it was a hot mess, but I just knew I was about to blow up. Beating it was at the Hippodrome, boys. a place called the Hippodrome. I remember the Hippodrome. Square. On... Oh, right on the square. corner, yeah. yeah, by the uh, the tube, literally right in the corner, and that's crazy. So that manager at the time, um, trying to get my parents to fire him because I was underage. Really, it was like, bro, you're not taking me to this next level that I see for myself, and you've got to go, and claim that I would never be ish ever in life. It's never gonna happen. You're trash. Wow. I wish death upon you. Like all the and way you there. Are how old? He's saying this? I'm 17. Okay. 16, 17. Jesus Christ. Heartless shit. It and is, <laughs> but you know what? You can't, like years later in hindsight, I have to go, you know what? Whatever was going through your head, you had to have seen me as this crazy huge star for you to even feel that I was taking that away from you. I'm 17. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to be. And you were really but you had it in your head that I was really about to be something. So and you had so the foresight mad. that he wasn't going to take you the place that you needed yeah. to at well, your age. That's kind of There's one question I didn't ask. Your voice mm-hmm. when was it fully developed? Still developing. I don't really okay, sing, d- d- sing. I get it, get, but when I started, that. the Martian nuances was roughly around 16 or 17. Maybe younger than My mum will probably say younger than that. But like 15, 16. And that was really... Oh, no, no, no. So you're saying you're 16 13? when people started taking you serious as a singer? No, when I started taking myself serious as a singer. Oh, Okay. Yo, what's up? This is Fonte, Fontigolo from Team Supreme. Black representation in media is very important to me. I think it's important to have our stories told by people who look like us and who have shared in our common experiences. Some of my earliest influences were Donnie Simpson. Uh, I would also say Tom Joyner, Angela Stribling, uh, Sherry Carter. They were just people who told our stories with a lot of class and dignity and were big inspirations to me. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast, The Center Black Voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. 
I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So I'm saying when I knew I was Marsha is when I started to sing the synth solo that, you know, Teddy Riley would do in the middle of a guy record. <laughs> so Jeremy it was very Brown. much new Jack Swing was like, oh, my God, I'm going to do this. I was like, why am I trying to That's do this? That's you doing a, a Stanley Brown solo. Yeah, like, exactly. Why would I do Yo. this? But I listened to Weather Report my Pause. whole life, and I'm like, straight weirdo. Best weirdo. moment of my life. Side note, I was at the Blue Note. I don't know who I was drumming for, but Stanley Brown <laughs> oh, wow. got up on stage. I'm losing... The audience don't know who Stanley Brown is. I'm losing my mind. James Boyce <laughs> is like, Amir, Stanley Brown. And I was like, I lost my mind. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. give it to my homie Stanley Brown. <laughs> Stanley Brown was the, the, the church. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna be the one. I'm gonna be the one. He was go on YouTube and watch the video for Run DMC. Pause. pause. But okay. I mean, he he was also the go to yeah. keyboard guy. He would be the James Boys of the '80s. Okay. Okay, so, so I've seen, during, seen him. during that R and B period of New York, when Teddy Riley's really starting to get established, like. Mid eighties, you know, eighty six. You know, Stanley Brown is the the guy that like was playing. You know, Allison Williams, Orange Juice Jones, any Stanley Stanley Brown was the man. He's doing church stuff now, but like I I gotta get a for him that that saxophone patch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like on jam. Yeah, but it's like it. It's so artificial sounding, but it's so vintage now. Like you it, need the solo. I you would, need an eight bar of <laughs> for me, the way that people felt like you remember <laughs> when Amy Winehouse came out. Like it was so old sounding, mm. but new. Like now that cheesy saxophony sound is is to me. That's that's my like. Might be back. Yeah, I'm 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 trying to get him on like something I play on before I die. You might have to have Roy Lee produce a track. Hey man, listen, look now. (laughs) Well, wait, Marsha, you said you don't sing. What did you mean when you said that? You said you don't. It wasn't singing. I was like New Jack Swing moving into what was then. You know, Joe. You said you still haven't. When Amir asked you, you know, how your voice has matured and Mm -hmm. grown, you were like, it's still. You're still not done. You still don't sing to your fullest yet. No. What is? Because it's more so an instrument. It's like, what solo am I going to do today? I don't think like a singer. I think like, what calls for the moment? This. I think real singers think as an instrument. Al Jarreau mm-hmm. definitely thought he was an instrument. Mm-hmm. Anita Baker says she's an instrument. Yeah, like real okay. singers are, you know, everyone else is struggling. You're Everyone. not struggling. Yeah. Everybody else. else. Jeez, that's a lot of people. Hey, man, Slim Pickens in 2018. Uh, well, I I enjoy making sounds. I do. I enjoy picking parts that make sense to me in all of the the heavily <laughs> New Jack Swing era to Bad Boy era. It was, oh, my gosh, Faith Evans. Oh, my gosh, 
112 and like singing along to that album every day. Jodeci and all the inflections of those harmonies and having one almost be off key. And if you pan them left and right, they're not doing the same thing. And that was okay. I didn't know that until I went in the studio. I was like, oh, layered. This sounds amazing. And I don't know. I just like to create. I miss off key singing. Like (laughs) I seriously. Not Everything is too tuned. I think no one is feeling to the point where, oh my gosh, I believe that you want to cry right now. It's very, (laughs) you know, industry talk for, hey, they got one is, oh, you have a song that sounds the same pitch, same tempo, and has a hook that possibly belongs to something else already. Probably the (laughs) the worst case example of that to me is both the new edition and Bobby Brown biopics. Like... All the singing done on there. Oh, yeah. You oh, so the, the yeah, the race. It's like, do you realize what Bobby Brown was really doing now? And I feel like I'm glad this happened so you can reference what was really going on at that time where Melodyne and Autotune wasn't a choice for you. I wasn't going in the studio going, take that again. Okay, we'll fix it. Ain't no fix it, B. Right. <laughs> do you it got, again. You got to sing that and, shit. Yeah, and that's it. So it's, a, it's also an appreciation of, you know, what's actually been done well you're the you're the first uh black lily graduate or class of whatever 2000 whatever uh (laughs) that i've had on the show so i have to ask well i mean it's hard to describe to people how magical the five spot was in it when it was in its zone Mm. where every (sighs) week you would get Prime Jaguar Wright, Prime Jill Scott, Prime Floetry. We sing fantasize. Jasmine <laughs> Sullivan waking up and, you know, yeah. coming up to do back her in the set. Back and doing her homework, yeah. Yeah, like 14, sleeping in the car. and sounding 42. 40, right, exactly. Um, how much was, was it ever a thing in your head like, okay, this is a movement or we got to... We got to come with it. Because I know, at least with, I know that with Jag and Jill, there was always a, hmm, okay, all right, next week I'm going to have something. Right. And they would, you know, you you got six days to think of how you want right. to top what you saw. Yeah. Well, so, I don't mean from competition's sake, but was it just like, okay, what what we got to do to. Well, I think the. Uh the initial first show was what defined what we were going to do every week because it was way in, oh, we've got these two British chicks in town. They call themselves Flowetry. We and, felt all international. Like, yeah, Yo. it was like, oh, my gosh, we got these, like, these foreigners who showed up. Lay Nubians also. <laughs> wow. Right, 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 right about the same wow. time. It didn't have the they same They heard effect. what y'all did. Yes. Yeah. And it was like, yo, we got to come to the States. And suddenly I was like, we going to do it in French. <laughs> it ain't work for them like Doda. It was different. Well, yeah, no. it didn't. Going to Philly and being at the Black Lily and getting into that building and seeing Jill Scott and seeing Music Soul Child and seeing Bilal, seeing the roots of the house band, like that's overwhelming. But it's also, okay, I'm in here. Now I have to bring it. But that first show, it's waiting until two in the morning to do it. And it's who stays. And that sweat box was just, okay, we want to, We don't want to miss anything because Jill might come up and do that one or Kindred. Mm-hmm. They used to 
kill anything. Rhythm of life. Please do rhythm of life. Yes. So, right, yeah. rhythm of life, and then we'll be all jumping up and yeah. down and out of breath, and it will be <laughs> a moment. But then it was, okay, we're going to get on, and it was, hey, we're flowetry. And there's fantasize that first time. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, okay. Right. Oh, okay. And I was like, okay, next week, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> and straight plan it. So if we do get an earlier slot, there's going to be more people there. The word has gone around town. There's these two girls. They do this thing, fantasize. So you got to start, start off with a late shift. Yeah. See, we were on tour. I, yeah. I, I had no control. No, we of were it. on the late show. Shout out to Rachel Gonza. Sorry. Listen. Right, right. But we initially did. Um, remember Blue Funk? Yeah. We John did Blue Barber. Funk, John Barber's show first. And mm-hmm. at that time, it was Jeff Bradshaw was doing like the band and stuff. I think yeah. Terry Tribbett might have been on bass. It's always oh, a trip. Oh, no, it's yeah. a lot of trips. Yeah, yeah. So it's. Uh, I have a question. We're spoiled. Wait. Uh, I hate to. Ask no, go question. for it. Go for it. I think I know where this is going, but go for it. Was it your tour bus? Yep. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, 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 no. There's two wait. stories. Are you talking about the stolen one or are you talking about Canada? Heard, I'm talking about Canada. Okay. <laughs> that was y'all? Yeah. All right, you got to you got to back, back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. Yeah. I've been waiting to hear the official story. Okay. <laughs> Yo, man. This chapter just Once upon a time, Flowetry were opening for Alicia Keys. Oh. And what oh. happens is when people are going into Canada and you don't have visas nor you have issues to get across that border, you are left in Buffalo, New York. So these tour buses round about, let's say loadout was midnight, the prior show. We get to to Buffalo, however long after that. Drop everybody off that said, you know what? I'm going to have some issues at the border, so I'm a roll. I'm not coming through. You guys do the show and come right back. So granted, I'm asleep on this tour bus at the time. Wake up at the border and we are asked to get off and present our passports to make sure everything is good. So we're now sitting curbside and we're waiting for our passports to be brought back to us. So... There's the uh, the inspector and a dog continuously going on and off of our tour bus. So I'm looking at each other because at the time I wasn't smoking weed like that, especially on the bus. If we were, it was definitely on some dressing room shit. So I'm like, well, who? Mm-mm. I was like, nah, no, no one's smoking on the bus. I was like, we have Paris at the time. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, we, we church. We're good. We're good. Oh, man. So then... The inspector is getting continuously frustrated with all of us who claim that we have nothing to hide. So now I'm getting scared. I'm like, well, what's about to go down? Because he looks really upset. Um, Roughly around 20 minutes after this uh, debacle, this inspector and two dogs, now with two other people, are carrying off our drummer at the time. <laughs> who was on the bus and they found him in, you know, the back cabinets that have mirrors and you can kind of <laughs> crawl up. He was smoking a joint up there and that's why he was found. He was smoking at, at the, the border. border. I heard that. Okay. Our, uh, you know, Steve, when stories get... Oh, yeah, yeah, because the Chinese whisper is right. this what happened. We heard that... It gets that, better. Though. Is he in a big family? Yes, okay. he, he's in the big family, <laughs> okay. and 
sometimes he takes you on an emotional roller coaster. Hey, I know. Uh, hey. Uh, hey. Uh, well, actually, that could be a right. Uh, wait a minute. Hey. Wait a minute. Hey. Hey. No, this is what it happens wasn't me. When we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A couple secrets rolling around so, this yeah. room right now. Um, <laughs> your account of this story is well. well how I, it ends is I heard he's that now he was hiding in the that he somehow inserted himself inside of the the back of the couch of the tour bus. Well, <laughs> and if anyone there knows for the tour hours. bus, it's yeah. Well, it would have been four hours because we would have left Buffalo. <laughs> And, you know, did a rest up. Or, right. And, you know, we were asleep. So by the time you get to the border, it is what it is. So now we're all detained and questioned. Did we know he was there? Were we trying to bring drugs into Canada? I'm like, why would we do that? Your weed is way better. Why would we bring <laughs> our own? This is 2000 and what? Two at the time? Oh, yeah, they did have 2003. So I'm like, you know what? This is shot this in the dark. Bad. I didn't even know it was y'all. I yeah. thought it was maybe Jill. No, it was us. And then he goes in the bus business. I love it. <laughs> oh, Go get you a bus. <laughs> yeah, then became a bus driver. Right. Go Owned get a bus. It, yeah. yeah. First thing he was like, hey, can I drive out to a bus? He was like, nah, we cool. No. <laughs> so no. there was a stolen room? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael Jackson. No. Yeah, right. Fast forwarding too. Yeah. So but Yeah, we were detained. It was bad and questioned and... Yo, so this bad. was a shot in the dark. I swear to God, I didn't even know it was y'all. You said <laughs> well, that. Well, granted, we didn't do the show. Well, you with said Alicia the last Keys name, and, and I was like, oh, there. have you heard that story about? I didn't know it was y'all, though. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, tour stories. Um, how easy is it when you're in a partnership? Now, it's weird because with me and Tariq, like, I'm music, he's lyrics, or whatever, mm. but. In the Floetry situation, how do you guys come? Who navigates? Who's 51 to 49? Who? Well, this is the thing. It's like chicken or the egg. And I never claimed it, even though I initiated, look, I have this body of music and song that if you paired up some poetry to this fantasize, it will make ta-da, Floetry. Mm -hmm. So even in the studio, it's... um. She'd never been in the studio at the time. So it was early Touch of Jazz. It was early, um, what's the back room at Larry's? Uh, Axis. Mm -hmm. It's doing bunches of demos with James and Victor and whoever else would come along and try and shape what was going through our heads. So me, I'd always been musically inclined. I'd already been writing songs. Like I said, If I Was a Bird was written because it can fly with me. <laughs> Michael Jordan, <laughs> like, on repeat. So all of these <laughs> things that I'm showing up to these studios with, like, yo, I got this song called Sunshine. I have this, I have this. And we would go up and down, but a touch of jazz at that time had its own magic. So it was like fusing what we were so fresh in creating with other people's magic. So fresh off of Jill's first album, fresh off of Music's first album. So you have The Way, Long Walk, Just Friends in one day. And I'm going, okay, ABC rooms, bouncing from room to room and doing Floetic the first day, doing Headache after that, running to Dre and Vi and going, okay, Vidal, play those chords again. Oh, yeah, it's getting late. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to sing this hook. And then you come in and it will literally be that. Mm -hmm. So I'd never even controlled its. It was always 50-50 to me. But everyone's like, Margie wrote this whole song. She came in and did an eight-bar poem. I'm like, that part doesn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. 
you know, so as far as the the magic of Flowetry, it was more than just about us when it came to a controlled studio environment. On stage, it's the same dynamic. I could stand stage left and close my eyes and sing for two hours. Well, like, I, oh my God, that was amazing. I'm like, I didn't do anything. I mean, I know, that, I know that someone's going to play an alpha role and I know that one should be diplomatic and it's a compromise and it's a relationship. It's almost, it's like a marriage where mm-hmm. how much power you have doesn't matter. Because We're you all have to equal, meet, but some right. are more equal than others. <laughs> so, I mean, everyone called because there were other factors to this. So the people that were there, whether that is Dre and Vi, whether that is Carve and Ivan or, or oh, D and suggest- Keith, okay. they're just going to be like, Marsh, you were in the studio grinding. You were writing and playing this music every day, coming with these ideas every day, coming with a concept. So if Nat chimed in with a title, cool. It will take on a life form of its own. Does that mean I own 70, 30? Maybe. Okay. All right. No, I just wanted to know how But again, you... that's the dynamic only because I'm the musical melodic end of it. But what comes with that is Because I always, I always think it's, it's hard as hell starting a... Uh, business with someone that you were friends with first and oh it's horrific it's horrific yeah it's... and there's so much you don't take into account um thus it, it turning out the way it does for 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 many hopefully not for most but for me it was the growing pains of oh i have to live adult life um dolo now i moved away from the uk i've got to rely on my surroundings and when people morph and change into unrecognizable people both spiritually and all the above it's uh it's kind of like takes you back a little bit and was it was working with touch of jazz kind of like interesting in the sense that everybody in a touch of jazz is broken off into duos anyway right right so then you get to kind of observe their dynamic too like you get to observe the dynamic of dre and vidal and what each one brings so and carvin and ivan and darren and, yeah. right so, so and they were also a unit you're supposed to be a touch of jazz the six of you but you were twos anyway mm-hmm. so it was two splitting off into two so if one vibe with just vidal it's just vidal or just dre or you know it was whatever but you can press play on that music of that era, um, not only with Flowetry, but with Jill's album, with Music's album, and hear what everyone was doing collectively. Like, it's it was, Philly was on some shit. No, that, was, that shit was incredible. And I wasn't going to leave. <laughs> like, I was sold on Philly. So, where, what was your reaction um, when you first got the news that Michael Jackson was interested in one of your songs? Didn't believe it. You want to believe broke, who it? Who broke the news to you? Thing was, Jeff. We all went to um, Jeff. Had that other room opposite the C room, and that office. Mm. And I guess we'd all missed a phone call from MJ. They were referring to this guy as. I'm like, who's MJ? First of all, not Michael Jackson. I'm not even putting that in my head. So Jeff is like, "Yo, you have to come listen to this. You have to come listen to this." So. I listened to the answering machine that is Michael Jackson requesting that he work with whoever wrote this song. I'm in love with this song, Butterflies. It's my, like, I really want this for, for my new project, you know, paraphrasing, of course. But How did he get it? How did he hear? John McClane. There he- <laughs> Yo, man. He's like, he stalks get him. us. He, he stalks get him. us. But he's like, I, I don't know. It's like a, 
a Viking? Like, <laughs> like you're about the ninth John McLean story but we've it, had. He's, so he's yeah. like a shadow, but appears and creates magic and then disappears once again. So John McLean has a hold of this flow you demo that gets us signed to DreamWorks, and he hears say yes and butterflies and goes those two are the two that are going to catapult this thing into the stratosphere mike wants this one though and denzel washington at one point had say yes on repeat and was going to do something to it what was, what the fuck? go what do the, i don't know are you gonna do it say was yes. gonna be yeah. bars, if it was gonna be poems <laughs> if it was fresh off of uh giving me bleak gilliam vibes i don't know like but he had that he had say yes before anybody had say yes that is Denzel what, had and, and he his was going wife like, on there. Over talk over, what was it going to do? Over? I don't care. Right? <laughs> Just, I was like, <laughs> Denzel listens to my songs and say yes. Dre and myself did that. We wasn't even supposed to go to the studio. Jeff is like, I'm shutting the studio down. No one can go. I'm like, Dre, you got the key. Cool, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and then that happens. Wow. In session. the B room mm. in two minutes, like tired. I'm like, play them chords again. All right, let me, I'm gonna just go cut it. And then there's that. But if songs are your kids, um, were you slow to give it up? Or was it just like Michael? Oh, yeah, you Michael take it can adopt my kid. <laughs> okay. Michael absolutely can take this. Because I guess when I, when I wrote Butterflies initially, it was just piano based. I didn't add the, you know, the Philly very dragged snare, you know, the behind the beat, which you hate. I'm nev never going to stay on this one. I'm going to always be a millisecond behind. Don't care. But when Dre added that flair to it, I'm like, okay, I have this. I, I don't know. I had the bridge chords. Like, I played on it, and then Dre does what he does to it. So it's it's now Philadelphian to me. It made me feel like everything that I led up to getting to Philadelphia, this is the demo that I wanted so when Mike wants to do it, you give it to Mike. You do. And I thought this entire time that Jeff is playing as this answering machine, I thought it was Dre playing. Like, you know, <laughs> Dre yeah, plays, yeah. I was like, he played too much. All I was like, them. you're lying. You're, this is the best impression of Michael Jackson I've ever heard in my life. And you shouldn't play he with my feelings. He got on the phone? Yeah. Did y'all ever erase that message? I don't know. You'd have to ask Jeff. Yeah, you'd have uh, to ask Jeff. You do a part that. two, three with him, anyways. Yeah, y'all yeah. yeah, didn't even get so. the Fresh Prince, so yeah. Yeah, oh, to a touch of jazz. Well, yeah, we didn't even get the first <laughs> album. Yeah, so yeah, Jeff is the, yeah. So so how long was it from you getting that message? <laughs> what happened? Nothing. Just, so much. It's a whole other gonna, conversation. Yeah, okay. Yeah, read the body. How how long was it from the phone call until when you're actually cutting his vocals? Well, he was recording with Rodney and yeah, from I guess that demo was done in September two thousand. So we worked March two thousand one when he was finishing the album. Like Teddy Riley's bus is parked outside the Hit Factory here in when it was here in New York, right. and I get there and I'm telling Michael Jackson what to do bar for bar. The only he ever hit was at the outro, the outro ad-libs on two outro ad-lib tracks. And the first thing he did was whisper butterflies. He was so meticulous in wanting it to sound like the demo oh, that yeah. he made me like, how do you do this? What was the harmony for this? Well, how did you make it sound like that? And I remember yeah. when I heard the, when I heard the demo, I was shocked. I was like, he pretty much did it like ad-lib yeah. note for note. 
I can say I vocally produced Michael Jackson into what Questlove deems is one of his finest works of art. Straight up. It really is. Write it down. And that's also my worst nightmare. How how long did that take? It was a week. You love Not even. No, no, I vocal walk coaching out on is like Jackson. the most worst. It's the worst. It's, it, it's, it's not a good job. Never. I, I, I hate Never. it. I do hate it. But that, watching him so excited and doing every layered harmony, having me do my harmonies over again, having Matt Cappy, Jeff Bradshaw do those horns again, it was just fun. It didn't feel like a week. Like we were with the kids. Paris and Prince were like yay high at the time. And we had Jezebel's soul food every day. It was great. Bruce Redeem was with you? Yeah. He's uh, wow. it's like Santa Claus. Like warms my heart. And he kept calling me a sanging heifer. And Mike, <laughs> Mike kept saying, Mike, hear me. Mike kept saying, <laughs> Michael Jackson kept saying, hey, <laughs> Mike kept saying, yo, you know you're calling her a cow. Stop calling her a cow. A heifer is a cow. Stop calling her a heifer, Bruce. I'm like, he can call me anything he wants. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a, that was just magic. Bruce and, and, and Mike in one studio. I know he's a perfectionist, but can you even be objectionable when you can you say that was flat or mm, I yeah, don't know, try I it think, again? Well, once I got into the groove of things, and at that time it was the talk back button, and it was one more time, Mike, you're dragging. It's a little flat, a little sharp. Get your timing straight. All right, breathe into that one. Elongate the note. It was, I was on it. And he on never it, gave you no lip. Nah. He never looked at you like, okay, bitch, hold up. Michael now. Jackson asked me. <laughs> <laughs> he asked me for permission to leave the studio one day on or miss a day because he was being inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Didn't tell me that's why he couldn't make it. He was like, Mars, I just wanted to let you know that I, I just can't come into the studio today. Is that okay? I know we have a lot of work to do. I was like, Mike. You can do whatever you want to do in life. You do not have to ask me permission for anything. And then he said he had this thing. And then... And that was the thing. So I'm going to store real quick. Right, right, right. Excuse me. So I'm staying at, you know, the Hudson Hotel. Yeah. So those rooms are like lug cabin, wooden walls. And because of the lead up on VH1, they're showing everything Mike. So they're showing, you know, James Brown impersonating Mike through and through to yeah. remember the time through and through to to anything. I'm looking at, I'm like, this is the same guy. I go to the studio every day with this guy. And I've been, at that time, been in the studio with him every day for five days. And I, the tears that I cry, like, there's no tears of joy that I can express that. I haven't cried like that. I don't even know what type of cry that was, but I was like, I'm not worthy. This makes me Quincy Jones. This makes me Paul McCartney. There's only a handful of people that can say they've done that. They've done something. But that, though? Yeah. And I always said I wanted to be Quincy Jones. And not shade to the R word. Were you allowed to do it alone or were people over your shoulders well oh no we were dolo was me dre and bruce yeah oh i've got the picture of them why i can see them i can't remember the two other engineers but they were really bruce bruce's right hands but no it was straight us um nobody there to mansplain or 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 no there was elbow you out of position okay nothing how long did you talk to him afterwards like how does that relationship dissipate like Oh, we didn't. We was cool. The last we was cool. So we were in New York for two weeks, and then we mixed in LA. 
spent, you know, a couple of days on that. That He listens to everything way too loud. I couldn't handle it. Like, you see speakers vibrating? Imagine your eyeballs doing that. That's how loud it was. Him and Dr. Dre, the loudest, like, speakers playbacks ever. I've ever experienced in my life. Hey, Marsha, you work with Michael Jackson and Dr. Dre, and that's just There's like two lot. people out of the list. I know. Oh, There's a lot going on. It's a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait. <laughs> Gotta have the moments. Cause you don't be having the moments. Who? But you, where you just step aside for a second and understand what you're doing and be present in the moment. Like, oh, you know, I hate being sentimental. I know. Uh, I know. You think you're gonna break a, me on? You're <laughs> gonna break me down on? Come on, like on his own show. Yeah, in those earrings. That was my way of giving. A, <laughs> but where I can be yeah. sentimive in yeah. the moment because I'm a parent now. No, seriously, yeah. it's emotional. It is. Highly emotional. And no, I, I, get I, into think, it. I, I, I think that's a that's an awesome. I think for him, I mean, of course, yeah, I wish he was still here making music. But if that has to be his swan song yeah, of a single, I mean, that's his last living single. It is. Then that's, wow. that's 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 a way to go out for me. Yeah. Like one, not the Justin. <laughs> not the I'm just nah, nah. But he Doesn't did his vocals. Count. He was. Like, hey, I like that song, but he did that yeah. in 1981. Yeah, love never felt yeah. so good. Yeah. And, and not the Drake Doesn't one either, because whatever. Okay. I just, nah. okay. Yeah, that's posthumous. Okay. Like, yeah, Butterflies is his last release single as he's living on his last album. When did the Akon joints come out? But that was one to be starting something. No, oh, you mean the Hold My, my hand. hand? Yeah. Was outtakes. That a, was, okay, that was official? Okay. Yeah, that's how it takes. I'm not trying to like take anything away from Marcia, you. you. I'm just trying to get the right a, information. You know out. what? <laughs> Between Mike and Prince, there was the most unrealistic like deaths as far as celebrities that I just never saw life without, without them. That me, me and Fonte were in Atlanta. Or no, you weren't there. I was there. You, you, so you called me. I was in Atlanta to do a, a Prince party, and it mm. ended up turning into a Michael Jackson party. Yeah. Really? That's yeah. crazy. Because he came? Because hmm? he came? No, because Michael, Michael died. Michael was dead. Oh, I was so... Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mike died. He was, I, there. Yeah. he was there. He was there. Yeah. Oh. Nice save. <laughs> 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 yeah, you wrong in the motherfucker. Dig the hole deeper and deeper and deeper. <laughs> Jesus. That's what you said, babe, the other day. He was there. Was Mike there? All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Snag a job is where America goes to hire 
with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Okay, so <laughs> what were your what were the the moves uh that prompted you to to finally come with your uh your your solo phase of your career? Mm. Too many things. Is this something that you can step away from and maybe we'll get back together in three years or Oh no, it was split, dead done. Oh, I didn't know. So when we did so when we did the show, because we did a show together like this was like twenty fifteen. Yeah. Was that just a show and then that was it? That was uh crazy. <laughs> but the reuniting of what was dead end of 06. So Flowtree really only existed from what, 1999 till 2006, officially. And Making Our Mark clearly in Philadelphia is where it catapulted, but Byways of Atlanta, of course, Yin Yang Cafe, Black Lily, Get Signed, Work With Mike in 2001, Flowetic comes in 2002, we tour four years. But then we did two albums. Well, technically three, because we did the live album, Flowicism, in yeah. 2003. Then Flowology comes 2005, 2006. It was dead, B. So then what was the, the Amanda D? The, uh, why are you going to steal my question? Oh, I know. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. No, me and Phil, was that why you look at me? Me and Phil were looking at each other like. I'm just glad somebody asked. I'm ready. Are we going to ask? I forgot about that. This question That happened by ways of management. So I'm still signed at Geffen, um, DreamWorks um, dissolved, and that turns into, okay, we'll keep these three artists from that label and turn you over to Geffen Interscope, one of which was Flowetry. So we're now at Interscope. Um, I have the relationship that I have with Ron Fair and Jimmy Iovine, and they're very much into, okay, Flowology is this album, Superstar is the single, what's next? So I'm like, oh, look, we'll make go on tour and make another album. Cool. Fast forward to um, management um, on RN, Jay Irving, who was Flo Chu's manager um, that entire time. Uh, Nat doesn't want him to manage her anymore. She's now got this boyfriend at the time managing her who poses. So it's kind of like. <laughs> Wait, like, what was that? Like, like, yeah. oh, oh, come on. Were you snoring? I, no, that was a. It just, well, no, like it's a like you yeah. know where you this already know goes. where that's going. Yeah, so that was what that we're was. talking oh, about being yeah. young women that have come up in this industry. Mm. You think it's going to be one way. People have their own agendas, and he was clearly steering her in the wrong way. So once he gave an ultimatum with Geffen that if they don't offer um, her a solo deal, they're walking. 
Jimmy Iovine and Ron Fair say, okay. Peace. Bye. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of, well, I mean, it was, no one was, there was, uh, there was no room to call any bluffs here. Like, you didn't have a leg to stand on going no leverage, in there for yeah. that, what that was. We're talking about Gwen Stefani here. This mm-hmm. is nothing that they were checking for. There were ways to go about whatever it is that you wanted, and it was just done the absolute wrong way. So, once management was one-sided for Flowetry, it was, okay, walk, now we're no longer. Now, we're missing a member. I'm still signed and obligated. Well, what I thought at the time was obligated to fulfill this contract in order to get out of it. So I'm stuck with Geffen and they want to do a tour. So the idea was get a standing. So management says, well, a friend of a management, thanks, Ryan, says, I know this chick, Amanda, um, well, was Amanda Diva at the time, Amanda Seals. And we meet, hit it off immediately. I'm like, all right, cool. This is what it's about to be. But the layers to that is (laughs) you don't have a level of understanding of what you what effect you have on people until you're presented with that so when you're on tour and you're standing there with what was people's flowetry and it's like well who's this Mm. i can't help what people do to that so it was a lot of negativity from fans at first that turns into amanda turning on me it's your fault i'm like listen do you know what happened in order for you to stand there right now i know your tears are warranted on your end but you don't have a flowy tear to drop right now. You don't understand what I've been through to do this. So it's like, uh, uh, yes. I kind of want to, I wanted to pull out hair. I'm ready to fight. It was, it was bad, but it was bad for, for several reasons. And that was just that one summer tour. So, so 2007. It was a tour, there was no music. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, because me and Amanda were cool, we recorded a bunch of songs. Like, just they wanted to hear Flowery songs too. So it was like. Exactly. Right. So the tour was very much Flowery songs, embellished a little bit. And then that was that. So that was 2007 Flowery remixed tour. And after that was deaded, um, I had to get legal to step in to make sure that my paperwork was straight and I wasn't obligated to Geffen or Interscope anymore on that end. And once that was cool, I was done. And then um, good old Peter Edge, that was then A&R of J Records and a fellow Brit, felt like the right move. And I was welcomed with open arms and there's late nights and early mornings. Wow. So the very strong hope she cheats on you with the basketball player. So about that. Um, I used streamed um, one late night and I freestyled that. I was playing the chords and we were joking about something. And I was like, yo, you should record it. So I did. Came to New York and Kanai by ways of Just Blaze. Um, did that record together. And before I knew it, it was on the radio. I didn't even know that was going to happen. What do you think about all those theories about what the song was about? Because you know, the blogs were talking. There were theories about, I hope she cheats you on you with a basketball player. What was the theory? There were? Oh, yeah. There was a theory that it was about, well, shoot, now I'm going to put people's, hmm, how do you do this? How do you do the Quest Love remix? You do it well. You do it well. There was a theory that it was about an artist that you knew, that you were affiliated, who had cheated with a friend of yours. These are two males, and they were friends, and they were working with each other, and Mm -hmm. one slept with the other's woman. Oh, yeah. That's facts. Okay. And then they had to fight at your uh, at your jam session. The Grammy party. The Grammy yep. party. Oh, it was a whole thing. 
Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, so much coke you don't talk. So, yeah. um, wait, I, who, who, are we, who we need, talking? I need smoke signals. Yeah. I need, right, right, right. I need. I'm lost. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I know you know. No, he forgets. He I forgets. didn't know. If no, 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 he was on stage. You, he was you on, stage. on stage, and you gave yeah. me the look because that was the year you wanted to infuse. I think I did like a Jodeci, Feenan, right, Mary J. Blige right. thing or something <laughs> like. I didn't realize that. That was inspired from that. What was going yeah, on on the side of the stage? It was scary. Who yeah. was it? Who fought? Who was it? Scary. It was. <laughs> well, it was scary because you know your boy from Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? And your other mm-hmm. boy, he not known to fight. So I was like, please don't kill him. Like, cause. And he was just a friend. Yes, he was just a friend. No, Barrio. never mind. Barrio. Never mind. But don't you say a name. You I, I was just. All right. All these niggas. Yes, you're right. Mario and who else? Who fought? Who, 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 Mario, who's other niggas? It's nah, Googleable. I, I can't, well, can't well, I did these stories <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, Marsh, what happened with such and such? It's just. Yeah. It's not only just me that was there. Everyone's like, oh, that didn't happen. You're lying. No, we were all there. Yeah, I saw we that. all <laughs> saw yeah, it. Yeah. So you can Google it. Yeah. Just look yeah. up Mario fighting. But that's Grammy, exactly Brooks what Hoshi cheats. Um, really? Wait, it was on YouTube? It too? was on a blog. It was news. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. It's on, yeah, it's, oh, it's Fonte Googleable. just about to read it. <laughs> Let me see. Christmas time with Fonte. Mario. And, what, and this is what happens. I I call people anytime I'm doing an interview. I was like, you know, I run my mouth. Right. Like this is this is all. Of, it's not about you. This is never shade. This is just facts. So if you want to heal, you can't heal what you don't reveal. You better tell the Say truth. that shit, young. Don't, don't, don't enable light ear, please. You cannot heal if you don't, you don't reveal. reveal. So then don't heal, <laughs> just don't reveal. <laughs> yeah, keloids. <laughs> my mother almost tortured me with pictures of keloids saying that I would never get my ears pierced in fear that that was going to happen to me. I got some from the chicken pox. I see. It's not right. It's not right. Is really where this conversation yes, is gone? Yeah, hey. I don't know. He put blood <laughs> out. Yeah, go on. Keloids is what happened when you <laughs> heal too much. So don't <laughs> gossip about other people's business like you. I'm sorry. Too many keloids. Late nights, early mornings. Yeah, yeah late nights. So that's I, how late nights and early mornings came out. Chasing Clouds is like. Uh, I, science I from that. Flint, Michigan produced that record and I remember hearing Science and all of his production and I was like I want that and it was so cinematic and it makes me cry I can't even perform that song it's just so like never ending story on top of Falcor I remember (laughs) (laughs) I I wish (laughs) yeah I remember before before the album came out we were doing a show it was Foreign Exchange and you we were doing a show in Philly or Maybe it was Baltimore, but we anyway we were doing a show and we were all hanging out at the hotel and you were playing me early stuff from mm-hmm. early, late night like before right. it came out. You had all these jams on your laptop and you had a jam called First Position. Oh you no! First Posi- <laughs> this is how petty Marsha is, and I love it. Hit me. She has a jam like she would be playing her. Uh, I think you say like you were playing your My cousin brother. or brother, brother in like yeah. um, like what like Grand Tourism or whatever. Burnout. Burnout. On, um, PlayStation. So yeah, like it's a racing game. game. Mm-hmm. And so oh, she addicted. beat the nigga and she recorded a jam called First Position. <laughs> so she beat the nigga and then played her jam. And- <laughs> First position. No. I remember. <laughs> It's like if Freddie Mercury with That's like exactly a Phil is. Collins drum intro <laughs> came and just did like Bohemian Rhapsody straight, very loud harmony in Flash Gordon. Yeah. In Flash Gordon. <laughs> like, 
It's I just think like about a, to marry yeah. Dale or something. It's Father, just like a short little snippet you'll play when you it's win. Like a it's like a jingle. It's like a jingle. Oh, my God. Oh, that was wow. my favorite. So putting wow. it out there, I, I don't know what video game it could be synonymous with, but first position is a Hey. <laughs> It'll make you feel it's like... It's to Rockstar Games to see if they got a use for it. Please. I, lo- I love that song. I-, I never forgot that song. That, that is incredible. <laughs> but yeah, Petty. But wait, also, Far Away was on the... Oh, yeah, that was... Yeah, yes, that's that late was... nights, early mornings, too. Yeah. Oh, that video. Yeah. Shot in... Where was that? Across the water. Edgewood, New Jersey? Yeah. yeah. I was proud when you did that video. Yeah. It was dope yeah. for the community. Just curious. How'd you hook up with Sterling, Sim- uh, Sterling Sims for that record? You know what? I'd known Sterling through... Ivan Barias, mm-hmm. who introduced us when he that. was doing, yeah, okay. I say Barias. Yeah, I never knew how to say it. I never knew. Yeah. <laughs> I was Barrios. like Barrios. Barrios. Barrios, yeah. Well, because Ambrosius, Barias, I don't know. <laughs> sounds, sounds right to me. Wait, you're um, Ambrosius? Ambrosius. Ooh. What? Ooh, wait, no, wait. I've been, wait, no. I'm getting it that wrong just all this time. Yeah. I was five <laughs> seconds old when I just learned what your last name was. <laughs> Ambrosius. So you've been saying Ambrosius? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ambrosius. That, that's American. Ten years ago, like, I was calling Ambrosius. you Ambrosia. Ambrosia. Yeah. I know. Well, this lady Ambrosia. in the mall called me Amber Rose. <laughs> oh, she quit. No that's way. Her, that's her, um, you know, Marcia, um, yeah, Amber, Ambrosia, Amber, Amber Rose. Rose. <laughs> the end. I'll that never forget totally it. And I was just that's like, amazing. ooh. Wow. <laughs> I've been yeah. saying it right the yeah. whole, uh, for ten years, thinking I've been saying it wrong. No, you got it. We're here. Wow. We're here with it. Wow. Ambrosius. Ambrosius. So yeah, actually, Sterling I w- was in. Um, what was Mike McArthur in them studio? Uh, in, uh, home cooking. Not home cooking. No, home that cooking. Was it. Yeah, home it was like home cooking upstairs. And they had that basketball court in there, and I was like, "Ah, oh, Philly kid, could work with him." Then when I went to Atlanta, we were working together. And then we just ended up doing a whole bunch of sessions and we're in L.A. at the time. And I was like, hmm, far away. well in L.A., doesn't he? Does yeah. He does so I was like, far away, I have a hook, I have a verse one. I was like, hit this verse two, hit verse two, and then ta-da, far away. How did you, you covered, uh, well, I knew of Lauren's version of Lose Myself. How did, how did that so come about? So I love the song and I remember... Peter Reg and myself had a conversation. It was like, I need you to hear this song. And I was like, I know it. I said, you're talking about Lauren Hill, Happy V. I said, you listening to this lyrically? He was like, yo, you slow this down, kind of soul it out and I do an up-tempo version of it. I was what like, think of it? yeah, I was like, I'd love Lauren to do that. He said, no, you do that. And I was like, uh, okay. And then I went through a bunch of production ideas and because Kanai and I had, you know, built a rapport at that time, um, Doing hope she cheats and you know other things. It was okay. Let's do let's do this. Ended up doing lose myself. So how did you develop your relationship with Dr. Dre? So and I feel like I've I've heard the story from a, a, a comrade of ours, Shornji. Okay. Shout out to Shornji. Uh-huh. He was just like, "Yo, man, Dr. Dre is like obsessed with Marsha. He <laughs> that's his yeah. favorite singer of all time." Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Like so, how did how did how did <laughs> Um, (laughs) it's crazy because of other people that have worked with him it was like i might be the only artist period that can go in there and do what i want i'm like dre this is good he's like okay no i've heard that i've I've heard it from other people they say like so he'll make everybody do something like a million times but marsha is like okay it's good like it's good he was like just add more backgrounds in there a couple of others all right cool so he came to a flowetry show he came to the roxy 
in LA on Sunset, mm-hmm. small little dingy Roxy. And we were doing a double gig. Oh, this was a wild night. So it's Dr. Dre, Swizz Beats, a couple of other people came to the first half and Prince comes to the second show. So it was just a wild night, but we get back on the tour bus and I get um, Jay, Jay Irving says, yo, you got a phone call. And it's Dre's people saying they want me to come through to the studio. So this is like oh, early 06. So I'm like, you know what? Sure. So I go over there and I cut a record called um, Mama's House. Like one take, he played me this beat that, that him quickly? and Mark Batson, yeah, Mark Batson and him did this track. And I was like, what is this? Put me in the booth. Because I felt like I had something to prove. It's Dre. I was like, oh, I'm not about to fuck this up. Uh, put me in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you got something for already to Mosh. this beat? Oh, yeah, bars, B. So, yeah. So then after that, uh, after that demo, we were just cool. And then um, clearly did the stuff with the game, with bus. And then it turns into do a project over there. I'm like, yeah. But from that, I built the relationships that I have with, you know, his other team of producers, one of which Focus, Bernard Edwards Man, Jr. You, yes. And um, that's how we got Bernard created. Edwards Jr.? Yeah. How Focus many people are in Jay's, Dre's clique? Like, um, is it touching jazz or on steroids? He, no, not really. He's very contained and it will be like, okay, I'm banging with this sonically and stay there. So it's really two or three people that will stay in rotation at one time, but focus has been and still is and will remain to be the most um, um, consistent. consistent. Yeah, focus is, that was how I really, I mean, because I knew you, of course, like from Florida and stuff, right. but like when you and focus started working together, me and him was doing stuff at the time and he was playing me stuff. It was the, the first mixtape y'all did. The, um, right, yours truly. Yours truly. We have a 10 year anniversary coming up. That's 10 years ago. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy, but I'm yeah. Doing, what, is, like, what the fuck? So I, I, I still bumped that mixtape. Bum Sunshine. Oh, yeah. Damn, we did do Sunshine. Gotta I still forgot about that record. Yeah, we did it. It was yeah, a little brother and Marshall record called yeah. Sunshine. I, this was, God, that was 10 years that ago. That was 10 years ago. And Damn. it still bangs. Like, it's, yeah, so that's how that happened. And then, but who was the conceptualizer of Friends and Lovers? Because me. <laughs> I do all of my albums. Can we, can we Late ask Nights, about certain songs? What's that? Yes, it's good. Are we allowed to ask about You and I. That's, yeah. my, that's my favorite joint. That's my favorite. Uh, you and I. That's the one for me. Um, yes, Pup and Oak, uh, well, Pup Oak Flip produced that. We did that at Sigma Sounds in Philly. Well, what was Sigma Sounds? That's so sad. Um, and the, the music just got me. Wait, I could just it see myself. It's gone, right? The building gone? I think it's gone. The building's gone. 12th and what's that? 12th and race? Sigma's gone. Philadelphia. Yeah. Damn, yeah. So you and I was, I don't know, the music just sounded sad. It sounded very throwback. I, I pictured the Jackson 5 singing the hook and then this chick on a train, like, I'm going to go tell him I love him, but I know he about to get married, but I'm going to just have to tell him to get off of my chest. Repercussions are repercussions. And I did. So conceptually, that was the story that I wanted to have for that. But it was... Nah, I love that song. I Thank love that song. you. Yeah. Is this is the real story of y'all two getting together as as interesting as all these songs that you Oh yeah, write? our stories retarded. 
All-Stars. Do tell. Yeah. Which song is it? I'm like, which song is well, it? Well, I thought we were talking oh, about first. Oh, no, no, no. Like, you not skipped. Yet. We're, we're not out. We're just not about to talk about <laughs> shit. Sorry, yeah. sorry, 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 my bad. You I don't right. want to go through songs. Because you have to know how to get there. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, friends are love, love So, you and I, So, other songs on the album. Go for it. You go for it. I, what else is on there? Um, oh, oh, run! Who spend all my time? Oh my God! With spend Charlie Wilson. With Charlie oh Wilson. my God! Now my aunt had passed away from cancer, and I remember my cousins hitting me like, "Oh, she's good. She's doing good. She's in remission." Oh well, it came back, but it's not that bad. And over a two-month, three-month period, it went from being okay to really not being okay. Like in the blink of an eye, it felt like, and I was like, "You know what? You can't get time back." Everyone's like, I don't want to spend all my time with you. So it was never about, there's no money for this. I don't have the budget that it would take to heal you from cancer. You have it and there's nothing we could do. Whether I had a trillion dollars or a buck in the account, there was nothing I could do. So it was like, you know, I, I just want to spend all my time with you. And Charlie so was Wilson that. was your, was oh your first choice. Yeah. yeah, only choice. I, it was original, just, um, just me on the track. I was like, if I had someone, it has to be Uncle Charlie. You ever, you ever watch him warm up his voice before he sings? Mate, listen. Is, have you ever seen him do this He's in person, Fonte? Do it He did a little bit. His, oh, nah, I nah, forgot nah, he was nah, on the nah. show. Yeah, he did a little bit. Yeah. He, a, he gives yeah. a little bit of Yeah. But like, that's that's maintenance. Like, he plays no games. Like, he sounds like records on records on records. And, yeah, he and said he do. don't sing in the session unless it's at least 72 degrees or something. He's, okay. well, we don't sing in no, no air conditioning in a Charlie Wilson session. Yeah. Everything is Yeah, Charlie Wilson does too. So yeah, spend all my time. They're they're the emotional songs. So what are we getting at here? Where, where, where's this going? It was a mirror's point. What, I was just <laughs> where, doing the songs that I like. I just Take care. I'm I like shoes. Sixty nine. You want? He want to do a freaky one? Yeah, we can do a buck. freaky one. So, so what is the story? What's the story with you and your husband? I'm, and then we can kind of fill in. The, yeah. I, yeah, I think 69, that's self-explanatory. Yeah. Huh? Good segue. Yeah. We all know Marsha likes sex. Like, it's cool. No, I had a wild dream that I was a stripper. Okay. Within that week that I was recording with um, the interns. So two and Coast at the time were on this very much... Um, sexual wave and I was like you know what I have something for that I don't think people expect it from me so it was um six t9 (laughs) (laughs) but it was really like I don't know I was like if Vanity Six or Apollonia Six did a song in what was that 20 2014 I think it would have been that six it was just like cute. I just thought it was cute. It was very light work for me. Yeah, it was very cute. It yeah, was. It was nice. Kiss and fuck. It was amazing. Though. Yes. I didn't want it to be an interlude. It was an entire song. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, it's too acoustic guitarish. Because it's an acoustic guitar and vocal. Right, this right. guy. <laughs> like, why does it have to do anything else other than? But I was like, oh, you know what? I'll make it a hook and a verse. And that's okay. But yeah, that was cute. So. Talk about the transition because I know that this album was released on. Uh, is it this your own label or? Yeah, so have our own situation. Human Resources, Jay Irving, our label, and um, we partnered with E One for Nyla. So transitioning from what was Friends and Lovers on a 
well, I wanted it to be J Records and then that dissolves and it becomes RCA and then half the industry assigned to that label. And it's, I don't, I can't do hamster wheels anymore. And I remember right. Prince just being like, yo, one, just go independent. I'm like, I don't know, I'm scared. Go independent. You're head I don't of the pack. And so right. thank you, Prince. Then once I was cleared, I was like, you know what? Now I can just create. Now I don't have to, I want to. And that spawned the idea for... Nyla, because friends and lovers, I was in a, this before I met you, babe. Um, friends and lovers was tough because I had to admit that nothing was good for me. Nothing. Whether that was the relationship I was in, the things that I was holding on to, this industry that's full of um, yes men and women and full of um, open bars and anything that's available to you, you can have it. And if you just say yes to everything, like, who who are you really? So I was struggling. Um, yeah, I was definitely struggling a little bit. And then I had to center myself and go, you know what, what do I really want? I just want to be happy. So when I decided on my own happiness is when everything fell into place. More importantly, forgiveness and um, the whole flow with you situation was something that was deaded at such a stop in 2006. It weighed heavy on me throughout um, that entire time between 06 and 2014. So 2014 rolls around and I say, you know what? I'm going to forgive. So reached out to Nat, said, look, what's up? It'll be good for the fans. Let's just reconnect. And that was my way of getting that weight off my back and once we did 2015 that first tour that's when we did the show um my husband over here was a part of the tour and I didn't know I just kept seeing this very consistent fine chocolate face and body and I was like oh who (laughs) (laughs) the tongue is out let's get it anyway go ahead no keep that going sorry I was like um he's fine fine like Ralph Angel, Queen Sugar, fine. Like, who is that? But can he talk louder than Ralph Angel? Yeah. Yo. yeah. <laughs> it's very, very... Ra- yo, Ra- you know Ralph what? Angel's he the has... reason why I now watch everything with subtitles. Bro. No, do you know what <laughs> I said? What did I say the other day? He's like, you know when Christian Bale does his Batman voice? Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. yes. He's that. He's like the. He's Batman. gonna stop though, but I think it's good for that character. Ralph Angel's that character. He's like to be Batman meets. We'll let him Terrence live though. Howard. Anyway, mm-hmm. Desmond. <laughs> yeah, back to Des. Let's go. Mm, he was wearing this red fitted, and I was backstage, and I was like, "Who is this?" It's like, oh, my road manager Mitch was like, "I told you, I'm bringing someone else on the tour. You know, you and I is traveling separately. Like, he's gonna cover that side of things. I'm gonna cover you." I was like, "Oh, so he's on the tour?" Oh. So I'm going to see him every day then. Okay, cool. Um, So that's what, right about this last week of June. Apparently, yeah, 2015. So apparently we met in an elevator in Cleveland, Ohio, and I didn't say hello. Or I kind of gave him the brush up. Wait a minute. Y'all did the whole tour and didn't... Oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. I'm about to say. This. So June 2015. It was game six, okay? I was going to game six, Cavs versus Warriors. That was on my mind. I wasn't checking for no one. I thought it was no a Jordan one. reference with two no. seconds left. No, okay. no, no. So I, um, 
still having issues with the whole flow with your situation. I was like, wow, nothing will ever change. But you know what? This is for me. This isn't about nothing else but for me. So I'm going to go through with it. Watch game six. Cavs lose. Warriors win. Andre Iguodala gets MVP. It's very bizarre. Um, fast forward to that last week. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to say what's up. Shoot so your I shot. approached, yeah. <laughs> look at the flick of the wrist. <laughs> See that? Leave it up there. Still Leave it up there. there. Leave it. Still there. So, um, <laughs> so um, I initiated the conversation and it was very much, you know, yes or no answers. And I'm like, okay. We get to Norfolk, Virginia, though. July. they have a basketball court upstairs and a spa jacuzzi and a great upright piano in the dressing room but more importantly a basketball court and I saw him taking a couple of shots oh, and I was like oh where yeah. do you play I'll play you and for your like, heart and he like exactly oh god exactly <laughs> I remember hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> so that night um Everything in Norfolk was closed. Why is everything closed? 11.30 Virginia, or something yeah, crazy. Virginia, yeah. So I wanted to grab a bite to eat. I texted him, said, yo, you want to meet me down in the lobby after Did you the beat show? Him? Hmm? Did you beat him? What do you mean? The game. No, we didn't play. I just oh. put up a shirt and just said no. He <laughs> yeah, was, was playing. Like, yeah, okay. I thought you was going to challenge No, no, no. I walked up there and all of my show outfit and high oh, okay. heels was like, ooh. So he checked the form and stuff and then rolled. And then I texted him and said, yo, you want to go grab something to eat? Everything's closed, mind you. So we walk from what is downtown I guess that mall right there next yeah, to the yeah, Nova. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. We Don't ended up at the cookout. Listen, in the middle walked of the night. to cookout. The burger yes. spot in the hood. Yes. With a good milkshake. Good milkshake. Yes. Good milkshake. milkshake. Exactly. Cookout. finally looked up and shook so. his head. Cookout. Finally. <laughs> cookout. Yeah, y'all it was rough. It was like a three-hour, four-hour walk, <laughs> but it was corny too. We ran through sprinklers. It was very, very <laughs> rom-com, made for TV, Lifetime. Uh, Could have got a Netflix deal. Would have been like a you know a limited <laughs> series on HBO if we went X-rated. And then, um, <laughs> so that night, I remember calling my mother. He walked me back to my room. We got the burgers and talked about love, life, God, everything, beliefs, dreams, aspirations. And I was like, Mum. I've met the one. He's the one. I'm telling you. She was like, well, what happened? I was like, we kissed. She was like, and then what? I was like, that's it. <laughs> I was like, where do you, who do you think I am waiting for this elaborate, dirty story? I was like, this is the date. This is like the first date. So technically. And then uh, by the time we got to Philly a week later, we were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and doing, doing it, it well. well. Doing it well. Doing it well. Yeah, I'm putting on happy music. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. It's, the, it, it's tis the most wonderful time of the year. Wonderful time, twas. So yeah, but a weekend we get to Philly and we're doing it, 
And um, I guess at that point, the whole tour, you know, every musician, well, every band member. Wait, like, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you have to understand that he's literally sitting like <laughs> but a just, yard. Just yeah. grinning. He knows he's, heard, he's heard these stories. He, yeah, knows. he, knows. he, he, he lived it. He was there. I I mean, he yeah. lived it. Yeah. He knows it's the most wonderful time of the year also. <laughs> Shit. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. I created this platform to talk about microphone cords and, and <laughs> yeah, different no. amps. Well, no. and engineers about Marcia's and doing it. Another knows with doing it. I just don't want to, Nyla, I don't want to, uh, you know, infrared... Uh, beam at my forehead. <laughs> well, we finished that tour on my birthday, actually. And um, August 8th, we were in Maryland, I think, or might have been Baltimore, to do that show and find out that, you know, we both live in LA. I said, when we get back to LA, you know, let's not make this just a, a tour, tour thing, thing, like yeah. make this a thing thing. So my dad was in town. I flew my dad out um, and my sister and my um my stepmother and they're staying at my place in LA and I was like dad I have someone I want you to meet uh-uh. well, I don't already? already but it just happened that my dad was staying in LA for that couple of days so I was like do you know what is gonna happen I'm gonna fall in love and what's gonna be weird is if I come home for Christmas you know from August 8th through to December I said I don't want to come home with in somebody. December with someone yeah. and you guys what's this guy I want to meet him now because I just know so daddy but that, that's weird. Isn't that weird? No though? pressure. It, he wasn't weird. No, at all. because I met his mother on day one. Oh. 
because we were picking her up and his other auntie uh, from a concert. I'm trying to remember what concert that was. Kim? Like the OJs or something. Oh, I was say, it's a, I, yeah. You said black yeah. auntie. Kim, I'm not, I'm not just Kim. automatically. <laughs> Kim <laughs> calling your <laughs> name. Girl. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> You know, <laughs> we walk around the house just just periodically, like blurting out yeah. anger. Like you have to for anybody's auntie. So yeah, shout outs to Kim. And um, yeah, we moved in about September 2015, and uh, went home for Christmas. We went back to the UK for like a, a month because we did um, a floaty show out there, and then he met my entire family, like straight Liverpool, strong wow. Scouse accents. They're like, who's this, Marsha? Who's your brother? <laughs> We've never brought a man home ever. You moved to America 18 years ago, and we haven't seen one fella. Who's this? <laughs> Wow. Like, really? Yeah, that was straight, fucking incredible. It was. So, so yeah. Marmite and, yeah, I'm, and I'm everything. I'm still a scouser. I'm still, I, I put on an accent just to make. Uh, oh, you give us the proper version oh, of yeah. what it oh, oh, is. Wow. This is like a hybrid. I've lived in I Philly. I used to live has in he, London. Has he passed the Marmite test? I hate Marmite anyway. Wait, you're, I hate you're, Marmite. Who are you? I hate, hate Ovaltine, football? football, and well, I'm from Liverpool, so Liverpool LFC. Got, yeah, come on, you Reds. Can't be Everton. It's not gonna happen. But yeah, I'm. 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 You seem to hate everything. Home. Okay. Well, no, not really, because I do mince pies at Christmas. I love that. I love a good old custard with a nice sponge cake. Okay. I love tea and biscuits. Bangers and mash. You do. Bangers and mash. I love shepherd's pie. Great I'm a title. little bit. Yeah, bangers, bangers and, mash. and mashes. The next bangers that should be the next <laughs> See, uh, bangers and mash. Mm. Bangers and mash. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the end of the yeah. episode. Right yeah. From yeah. 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 <laughs> that is good night from Dallas yeah, three. So we have nothing else. We did well. We, well. Oh Jesus so, yeah. Christ! And then, the, well, fast forward to after that Christmas, we get back. April, we're about to go on the second reuniting of Flow Tree because popular demand wants us to go on tour again. Those guarantees came in. I looked at them and said, we can do this within a year. What about house, babe? Let's go. <laughs> Went back out on tour because it's our job and our career and, and against you everything and, I wanted to. This Flow is you and, uh, yeah. and, and Natalie. Okay, yeah, so we did Flow Tree again 2016, which would be the last, but one week into that tour, we find out we're pregnant. Mm. So, if you've played at Yoshi's before yes, in, Oakland, in Oakland, so yeah. you yes. do two shows a night. We did two shows a night at Yoshi's, four days back to back to start the tour. So, the first date was in Sacramento, and we were on a flight on the way there. And Des, my husband, collapsed on this flight. Like, we had an early Black Girls Work was in New Jersey. We taped that, got on an early flight to get to the first Flowetry show. Hadn't really eaten. I think that's what it was. We just didn't eat. But he collapsed on this plane. They were about to land it in the middle of nowhere. And um, I guess there was a nurse on the flight that assisted, kind of made sure everything was okay. They took his blood pressure. And when we Googled it, pregnant women come up. (laughs) So I'm like, ah, whatever. This is early. (laughs) So this is like the first... Couple of days, April. So it might have been April second. So we do the show in Sacramento. He's now healthy. Everything is okay. We do Yoshi's four days back to back. Get to LA and we're playing the Wilton that night. So what it was, we were flying for the first week and then we were getting on a tour bus. So I decided to do a pregnancy test 
for fear that I would just be on this tour bus sick out on my mind if I was pregnant. I wasn't taking it like, oh, I'm pregnant. Just checking. Making sure I'm not. Yeah, we know so those. Yeah. We, we did an interview with a, a, pop, a popular blog site, I'll say that, and they leave the house and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to take this test. And babe, I'm peeing on it. I'm just going to check. I'm pregnant. Uh. <laughs> like, well, I didn't say it like that, but that's how quick it said I was pregnant. I peed on it and it said pregnant. So I'm waiting for the knot to come up. Like, no, no, I was like, no. so I'm looking at the box like, no. how does this work? Does it just say? That's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. Hey, it works. <laughs> See, how about that lady? Just the famous sauce. Prego. It's so in there. I was there. like, oh. It's... Damn, that's a throwback. Nice. So that was good. That was good. That was good. I, I, I can't like stand that. you right now. I have my moment. You're just like, like so, zingers. Yeah. And Nyla was created. And Nyla was created and we're pregnant and I it was so early on I didn't want to tell anybody on the tour but I didn't want to not do the tour so by ways of the doctor they're like you're fine you know it's early if you're healthy let's just see how this goes so I booked doctor's appointments um throughout the tour so my first one was in Phoenix and if you played at the venue the celebrity arena spinning stage oh my god I was gonna die I was like, I'm so dizzy. I couldn't wear the high heels that I anticipated wearing for that tour. And I'm now wearing these low, um, what the SB gold bands. No, Sketches. No, No, but I had had either Chucks or my Nikes, my SBs. And I'm like, I'm dizzy. This is weird. I don't like it. So we get to the doctor's like, yep, you are pregnant. It's about, you know, five or six weeks. I'm like, oh. I'm on tour for like um, another month and a half or so. And I'm like, you know, just, just see how you feel, see how it goes. So I get to Pensacola, Florida, and I almost throw up on the front row. Ooh, whoa. It was rough because it was like 110 degrees and humid and I could smell everything. It was like the bar and it had like the lemons and like that citrus smell, anything sweet. I'm a dessert fanatic. And when I was pregnant, I couldn't touch sugar. Without throwing up, it was no pickles on ice cream. No, it wasn't fair. Like nothing. I was straight. I needed Lay's potato chips and like bacon double cheeseburgers. I stopped eating red meat for seven years, and as soon as I was pregnant, I needed steak. But I guess your body just told you what you need, and it was ridiculous. But yeah, so by the time you know we get off tour, everybody we're pregnant. Peace, bye, love you. And then December nineteenth, Nyla's here. Oh, hey, she's she's Capricorn. I love her already. See, you're Capricorn. Saggy. Yeah. Oh, she's. Oh no, I did Sag. Yeah. I still love her. My anyway, grandma. Capricorn, I'm Capricorn. Oh, okay. Kind of cuspy. Yeah, it's, it's right there. It's, it's cusp, right it's there. Cuspesque, but she's definitely a Saggy. So tell us. So you were saying. I have a couple questions. So you were saying when you did that floatry tour, mm-hmm. you knew that was going to be like your last one. Oh yeah. And no. what was? How did you know? Um. Can't when... teach your old dog new tricks. Not even about that, because Nat and myself could do a floaty show with our eyes closed. Like, we could have had a whole fight and been on stage and given you the whole show, and you would know no different. The creativity part of it, that will never, well, hoping never will, but will never die. Personally, could not tolerate, um, not only past, but if you're someone else's trigger for what just didn't happen for you, you can't help that part. You can forgive everything, but if I'm the one that remained in the US and still doing what I'm doing, I'm a constant reminder of what happened in 2006. I'm a constant reminder of reasons why things went left or right. 
And there's nothing you can do to heal that other person. So I feel once we got to the end of that tour and there's still smoking weed on the bus, you know I'm pregnant though. It's the end. It's the end. I was like, you don't wish well for my life. And I, I don't care if it was done out of, well, this is because in 2006 you said, I'm like, I did this for right now. I know what I've done. I know what I've said. I know things that I've possibly done that have killed you in some ways. And if you, like I said, if you can't heal what you don't reveal, if you can't tell me what it is, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know. It's like saying, you know, I'm okay now. Well, I'm not. <laughs> like, you know, when you like break up with someone or you're, you're, you're mad at someone and you try and reconcile, I'm not ready to reconcile. And I guess for 2015, 2016, initially with the 2015, we both were. But you've also shown me who you still are and still will be. And I'm cool on that. And that's okay too. Wish you well on everything that you do. But I don't. Fonte's face. I'm sorry. I'm, we, I'm listening. We, I'm, I know you have collectively, we've all been in group situations yeah. where yeah. it's a lot of. I'm just listening, man. 25 Sorry. years strong. Right. But hey, it's two separate tour buses. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't think of that. I, th- yeah, I think we thought of that. Slithering. But you know what it is? It's it's uh, it's micromanaging um, personal lives because the music is. That's your first hand. We knew, we knew that part. It's everything else you have to deal yeah. with that comes with that. So, so Nyla's out in stores. <laughs> yeah, is. Nyla is out and available. For let's the talk world about him in personally. Yeah, yeah. Actually, let's not. I do have a question about the music. <laughs> right. Okay, go for it. Are we ever going to get uh, an officially released version of Yes Indeed, the, the Tina Marie cover that you did? Dre and I discussed this, and hopefully, when it calls for the moment it deserves, it shall be. But that was a tough one to tackle, but oh Tina Marie God. being one of my um You said she approved it phase. too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I remember you played it yeah. at that show, and it's on YouTube and everything. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. I played it like five, six times in a row. You killed That's it. That's crazy. But yeah, one day, one day. I'll hit Dre. Also, uh... Looks at phone. Yeah, I was like, we're, yeah, we're, <laughs> I'm like, we waiting on him where, to read Where are we first position? Are we still... Detox. What happened? You able to find first position? <laughs> <laughs> First position, would you be able to I'm find gonna, I'm going to send the text. Okay. We won't right. see. All right, cool. All right. Can't wait. <laughs> um, see, I wanted to ask about Cloud9, but... Oh, yeah. So, what I will say about Cloud9 is... One of the hardest things I've ever had to do live, in my fucking life. I know. Life. Playing it live, you're the only drummer... I think I've seen that. ...on was, the yeah. planet. SOBs, we did that. Because I wasn't going to be embarrassed by... My first gospel j- chops challenge. <laughs> Have you heard Cloud Nine? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's straight gospel. It's just it's. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, never again. <laughs> I yeah, went. I went to. That's the first night I spent the night at Fallon. Wow. My first night ever. I was like, no, dude, I'm not going to get embarrassed on stage because I don't know how to gospel <laughs> chop. I went on YouTube. <laughs> Learn how to play the drums. Yes, that's good. I typed in <laughs> chops. I did. I typed in gospel chops for dummies. Yeah, wow. is an eleven-year-old like Filipino kid. <laughs> yeah, with his own pay- dog. Word. It's YouTube. It's okay. the internet. Why not just call a tribute? Sorry. Probably in a house <laughs> <we're> smoking. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Fred Street. Uh. <laughs> is this? <laughs> Episode ever going to get on there? Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I, I had to shed for like five hours straight. 
Wow, wow, wow. That's how hard it's, uh, the song it's, was. It's, it's a tough one, but it's it's so good. Another focus. Yes. I was yeah. focused. Focus, focus, Shout out focus. to Focus. That's the homie. He, y'all, I really, y'all have great chemistry together, and I was so happy to see y'all work together for like a whole yeah, that's project. My, for that's my brother for real. It's definitely a musical soulmate. He, uh, I mean, he's music royalty. Like, it's in the DNA. Like, your dad is chic. Yeah. So It's crazy. Uh, before we wrap up the show, uh, what are your uh, future plans, Marsh? My future plans are... Creatively. Yo, I asked you that question four years ago. You said, I just want to get married and have babies. So here we are four years later. And now... Crushed it. <laughs> crushed it. Killed it. <laughs> Fucking crushed it. <laughs> um, TV and film. Horror being my favorite genre. I've written... Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. I would love to see you in a horror film. I think you would. I was about to say you in need them, to get with I Jordan Peele them. right now. Write them, okay? Yeah. Okay. Really? Like, oh yeah. So like, what level are we talking? Like Ralph Zombie level, or are we talking? Well, the the zombie stuff is just gore for gore's sake. For me, sometimes it's it's I, I love it. I'm I'm Eli about the Roth? things. Oh, never mind. Because he's like. It's uh, yeah. Well, never mind. Um, it's the things that you don't see that scare you. And right, when they pull I'm the camera a, away and you... A quiet yeah. place, like it's a quiet a, place. Quiet place is fucking scary. Yeah. So you like, you like thrillers, psychological thrillers. Yeah. I love... Th- okay, see, With now we're on the added, way. like, horror, yeah. I'm going to go, well, go on a whim and say... And you can say, this is my original idea and I gave you it here first. And it's going to happen. Okay. Okay. Picture the movie Elm Street. And it's really about the suburban area of Elm Street and the parents that plot to kill this man, Freddy Krueger, who allegedly sexually abused a kid. That's why he dies. So it's the horror that you see in normal people that you just go to the supermarket with. And they've decided that this missing kid, it's his responsibility and we're going to kill him. And then Freddy has to like then declare his soul to the devil and say, you know what, I'm going to come back. And haunt your kids and your kids' kids. That entire flick is creeping me out thinking about it. Has to happen though. <laughs> Elm Street prequel. I'm in it. I'm here. Elm Street I'm here prequel. Yeah. yeah, it's time for a prequel. Yeah. It is. I'm telling you. Written by Marsha Ambrosia. Bruce. Well, it's Marsha Billets. That's my artist name now. The 40th anniversary will be in six years. Marsha. I'll go for them. So you got time to write the script. It's done. There you go. Um, Marsha, <laughs> I thank you for coming on our Thank episode. you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Sugar Steve, what did you learn today? Uh-oh. Wow. Coming we back. haven't done this in a while. We hey, did. man. Uh, wow. Um, her entire story, essentially. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you've known her. You've known her for like... And yeah, that I'm the only one years. here... Ironically, I suppose who's been pronouncing her name correctly. All yes, unpaid uh, uh, bill, man. Good people make good music. Okay, there you go. You just learned that succinct. <laughs> no, I, I, I was... learned that Matt Cappy is on a Michael Jackson song. Yeah, yeah. I, that, I was low key jealous. Yeah, was... Like I'm Matt Cappy, freaking. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then you learn how to drum on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I, I, learned, yeah. I learned that that eleven-year-old Filipino yeah, boy taught me how to drum on the <laughs> he got, on the buckets. 
<laughs> I didn't know you were into basketball so much, so I thought that's pretty awesome. And as well as the horror flicks, that, that's that's pretty awesome. So, mm-hmm. two unrelated to music things that I think are really awesome about you. So. Awesome, Laia. Where'd you learn today? Uh, I learned that Dev is seven years younger, uh, and. <laughs> You looking for a younger man now? No, nah, but you know, it's that it works. I still think it works more in a female's favor because of that. You know, I'm all about the physical. Anyway, um, and I <laughs> what the fuck? The physical. <laughs> he will be still ready to go at it when she hits her peak. Y'all know I'm all about the sexual peak. <laughs> Don't act like you didn't know that. Don't act like you didn't think about this. I said. Okay, I know you did. I did. Anyway, and I learned that Marsha's gonna write the prequel for Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. Yes. Okay. She's got a Damn good idea for it. Fine, take a Man, I learned that Marsha is like healthy and happy, and like it's still like from the last time we saw each other, like your life has just gotten better. Cause and like uh, I'm just happy to see you. I mean, cause we've had conversations just before about the game and the industry and like just mm-hmm. kind of finding your way. So when I saw you come back with Nyla and you were doing indie and you were doing with Focus and like we talked, I was just like, yeah, this is it. And so I'm just happy to see you in the space that you're in because I know it, just man. as artists are like, I know how that, how crazy this shit can be. So Woo. to see you still here, still doing it and be able to do it on your own terms, that's really, uh, really Makes successful. Makes some really smart business moves. Like having kids can be positive. Having kids can be positive. I learned today. Start risking it all, man. I've learned. uh, I've learned how to use one's own podcast to deflect uh, any love life advice. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you very much, Marsha. I appreciate your patience, and uh, we will see you all in the next go round of Quest Love Supreme. Voice Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. This classic episode was produced by the team at Pandora. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.